so we are looking at building a glorious ministry through an apostolic ministry apostolic spirit building a glorious ministry through an apostolic spirit building a glorious ministry through an apostolic spirit this is very important i'd like us to go to the book of ephesians chapter 5 which is our anchor scripture for this minister's conference ephesians chapter 5 my emphasis is apostolic spirit the apostolic spirit is a spirit that the church is not putting attention on is not giving attention to in our dispensation the apostolic spirit is a glorious spirit it's the spirit that every ministry and every minister need to enter into this spirit of glory that we are talking about Ephesians chapter 5 and I like us to see when you look at what I shared with you yesterday I shared basically from verse 22 which is Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 22 talking about the church as a bride to Christ but now let's take it from verse 26 and let's look at verse 27 together that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word he might sanctify he might cleanse it so to make our ministries to be kind of ministries that christ we love to have when it comes there is a need for priority on sanctification and the cleansing by the word no matter how we love so much activations of the operations of the spirit in our churches we must lay emphasis on the word spend more time dealing with the world we are in a time and in a season that people seems to be weary of the world but the church cannot be the kind of a church she's expected to be without a commitment to the preaching of the world so the bride is sanctified and cleansed by the word but that's not my emphasis this morning my emphasis is on verse 27 that he might present it to himself to himself to himself and that's our lord jesus christ that he might present the church your ministry to himself and my ministry a glorious church a glorious ministry 
so what he want to present when christ is going to come back and is coming for the church is coming for the ministry has given to us is coming for the assignment he has committed to us he's like a master of the house that has traveled and has handed over an assignment he's coming back when he comes back he's going to be presenting your work your assignment my assignment to himself so there is going to be a presentation but there is a kind of presentation he's looking for not anyhow is looking for a glorious presentation so you and i have a duty it doesn't matter what the church has become what the ministry has become in our time our core duty is to ensure that when he comes we present is able to present to himself a glorious ministry he looked at gospel i said this is a glorious ministry that i have labored for he looked at living flame assembly he said this is a glorious ministry he looked at every local church every ministry any para ministry whatever ministry you have been called to he will be able to present that to himself so that must be established in our heart that he's coming back for a glorious ministry not having spot nor wrinkle or any such thing but that it should be only as a matter of fact if you don't have a successful ministry in the time of the world and i want you to hear me very carefully in what time have a holy ministry a holy ministry is the most successful ministry so a holy and without blemish and can we establish this because i just want to give us the instructions the holy spirit is passing across but let's say this that means all our labor should be geared towards one hand that at the end of the day when christ comes he will meet my ministry as what he can present to himself as a glorious ministry can we receive that grace and we receive that grace in the name of jesus glory be to the name of the father please take note i begin to share with us now what he has taught me god's plan for his church is glorious god's plan for his church for your ministry for my ministry it doesn't matter how eating that ministry is how insignificant that ministry is god's plan for our ministries is glorious why number one our calling to ministry is a glorious calling now it might look as if we know this pastor wisdom but we need to be reminded of this our calling is a glorious calling god 
did not give us a shameful calling i like us to take note of that he didn't give us a shameful calling he gives us a glorious calling <laughs> so to be called into ministry is the most honorable the most glorious of all things on the earth no we must not be walking as people that have been injured because you are not working in the bank and you look at certain people who are working in a secular work and it look as if you are inferior to them that's how many of us carry ourselves we carry ministry as if it's a pitiable thing we walk we live as if oh when god has caused somebody to ministry begin to pity be sorry for that person why there is a lack of revelation that our call when god withdraws you from any aspect of the service of this world and enlist you in ministry that's a glorious call that no one that has done anything not even a president of any nation can size with a man who is in the call of god in the village a remote village that nobody knows is greater than any president who is not sent there who is not who is not called there who is just serving this mentality the ministry is a pitiable thing is rubbishing the glory of god in our lives the way you carry your calling is the way people will take it that's why when it comes to my boasting i don't boast in anything i boast in one thing god is ever faithful sometimes when i talk about god that's when i offend some people a man had an issue with us my wife will remember at the time in a particular former place we were living and i was saying to him he was this guy was at fault but yet he was looking for every excuse and all that and then i told him i said see god is more than able to do this thing you know people don't like it when you boast about him and you will be reproached if you don't boast about him people want us to look as if our calling to ministry is a pitiable thing see if we can get this this money everything about us will change i'm talking about the apostolic spirit it's a glorious call the early apostles that's why paul said ah, i i counted all things why do you think that apostle paul in philippians 3 counted all the credentials i told you yesterday 
and he got to a time he said all these credentials be a professor don't just be a professor be a, a CEO. why do you think people want to be pastors everywhere why do CEO everywhere they are still they still want to be pastors why it's because there is a glory in this calling that you don't give attention to and you cannot operate in the spirit of glory as a minister if you take the glory of ministry for granted some people talk about ministry in such a way that they make others to abuse God when somebody is feeding you and he says okay it's no longer feeding you because of one thing or the other you say please go because nobody is capable one thing i've realized in this assignment is that i used to say to my wife when it comes to ministry even as believers god can only use men when men choose not to be used god is still god so no man is indispensable in your life not even one spiritual father not even no not even yesterday i was here i thank god for pastor Kola when he came up and he was you know saying give glory to god i was and the holy spirit was saying to me he said see have you come to a point that you heard about jesus and said and all men left him as all men left you do you know we need to come to a dimension so you have not come to a dimension he came to but we are complaining everybody left him Paul came to this dimension he said no stood by me he said but God Jesus was with me no wonder such a man he doesn't he, he wasn't bothered about the standing of men when men stands with you it is for their own profit not for you I, I want us to see when we should not run ministry trying to make people to think they are doing us favor God can never be stranded of man when you are in a place and you serve see it is for your good Jesus has never been stranded of man and I told us yesterday I said it's quite important that you understand that until we attain what he attained certain levels we can experience or taste dimensions of glory that he tasted stop making your calling to look pitiable that's what i'm emphasizing stop looking for people to to approve you see the only approval required for god's work is god's approval not men's approval Apostle Paul knew we are approved of him, not of men. You are sent to men, not to be approved by men. You are sent to them, not to be approved by them. He said, Are we still doing as if we are pleasing men? We are limited every time we want to please people. We rubbish the glory of ministry. This generation need to come to realization of this truth I'm sharing with you. Your calling is glorious. Say it loud and clear, my calling is glorious. Of all the service on the earth, the glorious service, the most honorable, glorious service is a service of ministry. 
to the Lord. You see something in Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 4. Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 4. Very important, very key. He said that no man taketh this honor unto himself. Hebrews 5 4. No man taketh this honor. So there is honor in the call to ministry. There is honor that no man take to himself. He said, <laughs> Boy, that is called of God. So it is not a hand honor, it is a conferred honor. That's why you, we don't like some people go uses because we think he should not be using them. You have preference for some people you think God should use. But God will use people you think he should use. He will use those you think he should not use. Why? If you don't hand it, he confess it on you. So it's an honor. Ministry is an honor. When you see people have been saying it, out of assembly, wherever they are, they call them honorable. You are to be called the most honorable. And if you don't see such a mentality as something, as a priority, see, one will be rubbished in the name of responding to the call of God. You don't see a prince who doesn't know he's a prince. The carriage of a prince, the word of a prince, shows that this one is a prince. So Hebrews 5 4 says, No man take this honor upon himself except his call of God. So our calling, I like you to take note of that. Our calling ministry is a call of God to honor. Ministry is a call of God to honor. Ministry is a call of God to honor. Another word for honor is glory. And I'm not just talking about pastors, talking about teachers, talking about apostles, talking about prophets. I'm talking to everyone that is called to any work of ministry. It's a call to honor. You are called to be glorified. You are called to honor. Let it be in you. I know I'm talking like this. Let it be in you. You are called to honor. So God calls us to honor us by honoring his name through our human weaknesses. God calls us to honor us by honoring his name through our human weaknesses. So that's why we have this treasure in the eating vessel so that the excellency of the glory of his power will not be unto us but unto him. Where God deposit anointing, it is not what is qualified for it. It is what he chose to do. This generation need this dimension. This was the beginning, the pathway to operating in the apostolic spirit. That was the kind of spirit the apostles had. That when they were beaten, when they were striped, when they go hungry, I told us, I said, Apostle Paul, his credentials were credentials of suffering. How can somebody be glorying in suffering? Because he knew that, see, this calling is a honorable call. Very key. 
It's very key. Number two, why God's plan for his church or your ministry is glorious. This is it. The message you are called to preach is glorious. The message you are called to preach is glorious. See, our ministry calling is not just glorious. The content is glorious. The message you are called, you are sent to deliver is glorious. So glorious. First Timothy chapter 1 and verse 11. I like us to see that very clearly. First Timothy chapter 1 and verse 11. Look at what the scripture says. He said, according to the glorious gospel. So the word of God is a glorious word. The gospel we preach is not a shameful gospel. It's a glorious gospel. So Apostle Paul knew this. He was putting this in Timothy's spiritual son. He said, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God. Not a cursed God. Not a failure God. A blessed God. A blessed God. God who is blessed that doesn't need the blessing of any man. A blessed God. Can it become a revelation that you are called on the errand for a blessed God? Can you be sent by a blessed God and be a cursed minister? He's so blessed. And look at what Apostle Paul said. Which was committed to my trust. So we are entrusted. I hope you are getting what I'm sharing with you this morning. We are entrusted to be the herald. Of the glorious gospel glorious message of god which is the gospel of the lord jesus christ so we must see ourselves as the stewards of the only glorious message that has the only capacity to transform men on the earth everyone that is called to ministry is a steward of a glorious message that has the only capacity every other message is inferior to the gospel so a gospel error is a person who carries a message of transformation kings need transformation professors need transformation uneducated need transformation Sinners need transformation. So we are the herald of that gospel. Number three. Why is God's plan for your ministry is glorious? It's because the works you are called to do is glorious. The work the work you are called to do is glorious i see something that touched my heart in luke 13 and verse 17 luke 13 17 it wasn't a statement that came from our lord himself it was a statement look at that came from the people who saw the works of the lord jesus christ his works were glorious And when he had said these things, 
all his adversaries were ashamed those who wanted to put his ministry to ridicule were ashamed and all the people they rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him so the works that we are sent to do in ministry they are glorious works works that we command the attention of men we may not be there yet but we're about to enter into it works that cannot be ignored see it's another for you to say we are doing glorious works it's another for your adversaries to say these are glorious works men may not like your face but they can't deny your substance <laughs> they may not like your face but they can't deny the proof that there is something about this church there is something about this ministry there is something about this minister Isaiah chapter 66 and verse 5 Isaiah 66 5 he said hear the word of the Lord ye that tremble at his word your brethren that hated you that cast you out for my namesake which i established yesterday said let the lord be glorified they hated you they cast you out but at the end of the day they are going to say let the lord be glorified but he shall appear to your joy and they shall be ashamed when they were doing evil they said it is to the glory of god but the outcome is that it is appearing to your joy why every work that god will produce through you they will be glorious can we lift our two hands and draw the spirit that produces glorious works in our assignment in our ministries in what the lord has committed to us can we just draw that very quickly oh before i move on they said of our lord he has done all things gloriously the spirit that do all things gloriously all we receive we come under the anointing of the spirit today that produces glorious works in ministry the works that God will be producing through your ministries will not be ridiculed again oh oh thank you jesus blessed be the name of the lord in jesus mighty name he has done all things gloriously that's our lord 
that's the one we are called to pattern everything after that's the one we are called to look at anything that is short of glory in the works that our ministries produce should turn us back to jesus to say see you don't do shameful things you don't do average works things that flow from you they are called to be glorious how do i enter there what's the secret how did you do it is because there was an apostolic spirit upon him very simple when you come to the revelation of the apostolic spirit you can't see a difference between how the apostles operated and how christ operated because christ was an apostle sent one to come and govern and he was not sent without having the one to be sent to him so the holy spirit is an apostolic spirit is sent to go and enable the government of the lord jesus christ everyone that we understand the apostolic spirit when you come under it that was the reason jesus said, see you don't see he's the one who helped me so don't go don't go don't just run otherwise your ministry will be short of the glory he said wait for him enter into him let him clothe you when he clothes you as a garment then everything that you produce is glorious the holy ghost is the apostolic ministry apostolic spirit number four why god's plan for his church our ministry is glorious number four is because the church we are called to serve which is his church on behalf of christ is glorious the church we are called to serve because we are not the leaders of his church we are servant we are called to serve his church so the church you are called to serve in any capacity is a glorious church and i like us to understand this before i begin to run off the church is dear to the heart of the lord the church it doesn't matter what that's why when you see me i am i i have come to respond to the call of god to die for what he came to build it doesn't matter what people say about the church somehow and somehow i don't like deception method can be different but the purpose is one it doesn't matter what you name your ministry you are not called to build a fellowship you are called to build a church of christ and you can't find a church without finding a gathering <laughs> but it's a unique gathering so let us not um be thinking oh because of what the denominational spirit has turned the church to some people are now telling you that because some people are disappointed with the church they are disappointed with what looks like a church but it's not church 
if it is the church of Christ it doesn't bring disappointment Christ did not come to die to suffer for anything but the church the church he want to build the church and it wasn't his idea just at the new covenant it was an old idea when he called a nation to himself he was making a nation out of Abraham he said you will be a peculiar people unto me you are a holy nation a royal priesthood you are different he told Pharaoh Israel is my firstborn you tamper with this I tamper with you so he began the church in Egypt he separated them to himself you can't arrive here and be a minister who does not have art for the church if you are called to ministry and you think it is just an isolated work gathering people here and there it's no 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 you don't know what you are called to you are called to church some people may misquote me you can have where two or three people gather you meet maybe it's a it's a word ministry it's a children ministry. and he said <laughs> where two or three people gather in my name he said i am now if it is not by his name it's not a church but once two come together in his name call it any name and uh, this fellowship this apostolic community this and this you are a church and make sure you understand what a church is and we can have a big cathedral where we do all the sacraments where we come and we just sing some songs and um, we put on some regalia and we just have some work and all that and you know our cap can be anything can be touching the roof you are not a church you are a group so there are a church or there are a, there is what we call a church that is or a group you may be a group and not be a church i don't know whether i'm speaking so see i am bound to the truth i'm online so go and check it there is a confusion in the body of christ some people will tell you oh, they are tired of the church see there is no tiredness of the church it is either it is not a church of christ and it has become a group so you must leave apostle paul lived for the church the body of christ and part of the church is a local assembly christ is so in love with god's pillar christian center he's here what is going through to build his kingdom christ love god's pillar christian center do we say amen to that sometimes when certain things come out and you don't have understanding i don't know let me ask you do you know you can know something and when some people come around you you look as if you don't know anything you even be asking yourself am i not in confusion so that's why you have to know indeed that you know ministry is not what you are calling to and you don't know what it is 
people will turn it to something else for you. You have to know. You have to know what ministry is. You have to know what the church is. You have to know what are to be done in a church. What the church stands for. It is not what people say that makes a church. It is what the one who owns the church say about it. I've established something which I believe you have heard. I've made a statement. Because I can see everywhere confusion. Some works will start here and it will look as if they speak against local assemblies. Making living flame there. There is a brother Ken. We still saw him this morning. I'll be with my wife. As that brother is there. Apostle Wisdom, in that place, as that place is, if you are not there, there are lives that if you are not where you are, they will be rubbished. So local assembly, eh? local assembly is dear to the heart of the Lord. Please take note before I begin to run off. The church is dear to the heart of the Lord. The Lord loves the church. He loves the church. <laughs> he loves the church. How can he not love what is coming for? Ah, excuse me. How can he hate what is coming for? But our understanding of, of the Ecclesiastic, uh, Presbyterian, of whatever name and name and name and name, you now think, no matter the confusion, in England, Henry thought, who is the king as at that time in England, what happened to him? He wanted to marry a second wife, maybe divorce his wife or marry another. And as at that time, what happened? A particular pope stood against it. So that very century and said, No, you can't marry, you can't you can't marry another, you can't maybe you remarry or marry another person. And that was how Henry Todd broke away. And he sent the church out of England. And he started what is known as Anglican. But when he started it that time, so I'm telling you church history now when he started it that time he was a king like a state official official personnel because apostolic spirit is like a, is a governing spirit and that's what I'm going to be handing it's a government so when you see apostles as he was saying first of all it wasn't just to make apostles to, to brag he was making order in the church to let you know that there are some gifts of men that have been sent to govern the church. So apostles are not meant to be gathering isolated fellowships. They are to govern the church. So when Eric Thor now started he now he, he was a king and he was in charge of the church. So he achieved with him, he married the person he wanted to marry. And because of that, 
demonic invasion now began so the enemy looked at that what has not been happening before that time before because there was a submission but a man did not want to he thought he was a king he didn't want to respond to the authority of the world so he said i i am in charge of this city this so he sent them away and he became the one in charge of the state and the one in charge of the church so he could now do as he likes so when he did what he was looking for how to do in the name of the church the devil attacked that place that was the invasion so that was Anglican every what no matter the movement each has history baptist has history catholic has history as ministers we must study church history but why where should you come back to to build an apostolic spirit ministry come back here while i was in bible school one of our fathers in faith that it bolaniwa I don't know whether you have come to the Bible College as at that time. Maybe they have scraped the course when you came to the Bible College. It is called Congromaniscopalism. And you are also saying, say, oh. <laughs> that name alone will make you say, oh. That was the course title, Congromaniscopalism, in the Bible College. I thought it, I say, it's a particular, that the Bolani wrote a book on it and in that in the bible college as at that time it became a manual so when I, we started the course in abuja we're still teaching people congromaniscopalism so when i will tell people that today's course is congromaniscop before you even finish talking some people are already confused congromaniscopalism now what is that big theological language what is it all about church government congro congregation which the baptist practice so we we bring he brought together about three government practice of the church and he was asking arguing in that book which one has helped the body of christ is this is this episcopalism is this is that so at the end of the day we realize that the only thing that helps the government of the church is the Holy Spirit. That's why when Daddy Adeboye said, anytime he leaves, I don't know whether you heard that time, he said it in the minister's conference, and they want to choose your leader, and they are voting. He said, leave. Are we understanding what our Lord is saying this morning? It might look as this. We have told you, boys, as simple. So, the confusion that we are in as the body of Christ did not start now, started long ago as they were bringing confusion and confusion here and there to us. The apostles labored for the church. I realized that at the time I was listening to Apostle Paul. Wisdom. and he was saying and my concern my concern for the churches my concern he will plant a church he has concern for the church the 
there was a time apostle paul was saying we will go and strengthen let's go and strengthen this so so so, so church so they will plant they will not just allow that church plant community to remain they go back to go and strengthen as the governors the one that governs when they get to some places some people will have done certain things into error they will say no this is how to go about it and by the time the church responds to that you realize that the church will begin to grow become healthy so we cannot do without the apostles thank god we have an apostle here let's put our hands together for jesus we have an apostle we cannot it's not a title so don't be afraid when the lord calls you to be an apostle not just changing today you are a pastor today you are an evangelist don't what i'm talking about is if you are called you can grow into that oh, you can be a pastor today and the lord moves you and he releases the call you but it's not you are not the one to change it i told us it was obvious jesus done the works gloriously so people will see but we are afraid uh, i'm just ordinary there is nothing like ordinary pastor you are either a pastor or you are not no ordinary brother you are either a, a brother is even worthy than some pastors so you don't call some people ordinary brother ordinary deacon where did you get it in the bible that there are some people ordinary deacon it says an ordinary deacon there's no ordinary a deacon is a deacon and to be a deacon is not something cheap as we have cheapened it in our time go and check what it means to be a, a deacon it's not what we are doing now so we have bastardized all these things and we don't allow the effect to speak so when the lord raises an apostle in the body you want to say no he's, he's, he's braggadocious he just want to get title for himself he's not getting title he has a place let me go too far on that what i'm establishing is this and you know many of us must know where god has called us so that we will know if we don't many ministers don't even know the scripture you don't know you don't understand how does ministry run who are these what are the offices what are their functions how do, so how do we carry out ministry about the job description you don't know how can you be called a pastor and you don't know the job description you have never even come across first peter chapter 5 to know what has been said to the shepherd you don't know how to relate as a pastor so you realize that people are in ministry they don't even know the job description of what ministry is all about we are coming back to the restoration of the days of the apostles the lord is pouring apostolic spirit back to the church they will arise jesus company of many is a company of this the fold the christ the gift of man and we're going to see the revival in our time my time is getting up right now let me close if you don't know christ love your ministry you'll be miserable you will be miserable he loves your ministry he loves what you are doing for him it doesn't matter who sees it or who don't he loves it when you do his work according to his instruction 
he lost it he's waiting just for others to come in line the gospel to be preached in all nations of the world as a witness and then he returns he's coming to present to himself the ministry has given to you the ministry has given to me is coming be conscious of it he loves your ministry he loves the church it doesn't matter soccer he loves living flame assembly he's mindful of the living flame it doesn't matter where that is located he loves it he prays for living flame every day he knows what you are going through he knows what you are passing through he loves his church as he loves small churches he loves big churches he loves big church he loves those who have spreaded those who have gone far how will you be mindful of somebody's business and he will hate you Paul even said at a time he said whether people preach gospel out of a good heart or out of resentment or bitterness he said as far as i'm concerned leave them all i'm about is that let the gospel be preached that's a man that just want at all costs if it is the name of jesus they are promoting maybe in their heart now they are not but is it are they advancing christ are they advancing the gospel oh let them continue a time is coming in first corinthians 3 we will know at the second corinthians 3 when the fire we test every work the holy ghost affected my heart with this scripture that i'm about to say to you psalm 87 verse 1 to 3 as i'm about to round off now i saw that he loves his church he loves his church he loves the ministry you have a prayer ministry he loves it let it just know you just be conscious that you are not doing isolated ministry let your ministry be part of the body of the church relate network you don't run a ministry in isolation do it together it lost unity it lost it psalm 87 psalm 87 psalm 87 verse 1 to 3 he said his foundation that's the songs of Korah. You know, Korah was one anointed writer of Psalms. He said his foundation is in the holy mountains. So the foundation of the church is found in Christ. It's in the holy mountain. Look at verse 2. The Lord loveth the gate of Zion more than all the dwellings of Jacob he loved the gate of Zion he loved the church he loves your ministry he loves whatever that is advancing his kingdom he loves it that's how you can operate under the spirit of glory how can you be laboring for somebody who don't love what you are doing he loves it he loves it. He loves it when he sees you go to the street. He loves it when he sees you on your knees praying for the advancement of the gospel. He loves it when he sees you getting yourself wearied out because of him. He loves it. He loves it. 
how do I know he loves it yes this is the word he tells us he loves it he said the Lord loved the gate of Zion more than all the dwellings of Jacob he loves it and I love verse 3 glorious things are spoken of thee from today glorious things will be spoken of your ministry from today glorious things will be spoken of the church you serve from today every engagement of your commitment to the Lord in the work of ministry glorious things shall be spoken for it in the name of Jesus Christ he loves it that's why glorious things are spoken of thee O city of God what is the city of God Zion what is the city of God the church don't leave the ministry to go and do any other thing ministry is glorious everything we do must be ministry motivated it must be because we are called into it we are called into it so the church is the city of God as I close and glorious things not shameful things not weakness and struggle must be spoken about our ministry your ministry must not be found as a weak ministry as a shameful ministry avoid anything that will bring shame to the name of the lord in ministry don't let anybody bring a reproach that is justified to the ministry that's why i established to us first peter 5 first peter 4 15. don't let them see you as a busybody in other men's affairs why not let them see you as somebody who is praying who is making his work to advance don't let shameful things be found in any any part of the body of jesus company of minister don't let it we may be small we may not be known but let everyone know us let the day of visitation let it be said glorious things are spoken about your work let them speak glorious things don't let us be found cheating don't let us be found dubious because we are looking for how to make it too heavy don't let us be found in strife love all men don't be found we are there saying shameful things about you when they say any shameful thing about you let everyone rule it out and say as far as this ministry is concerned it is a ministry christ is eager to come and present to himself how can we build a ministry through christ that glorious things will be spoken of go for the apostolic spirit and stay under it and I'm only bringing to you a dimension of the apostolic spirit before the man of God get prepared to come and lead prayer the apostolic spirit has dimensions 
I just want to bring one to you which is very essential. I taught us about that last month. And that is the spirit of wisdom. What do I call it? Matthew chapter 23 and verse 34. Matthew 23 and verse 34. I want you to see an unseparable attachment of the wisdom of God as a major dimension of apostolic spirit. Why? Apostles are sent to govern. They are sent to build. And you can only build principally by wisdom. In Matthew 23, and verse 34 look at what our lord said there he said wherefore behold i send unto you prophet and wise men prophet and wise men do you see wise men scribes and some of them you shall kill and crucify and some of them shall ye scourge in your synagogues and persecute them from city to city i send to you prophet and the wise men who are these wise men? They are the apostles. I send to you apostles. One undeniable thing, undeniable spirit in at work in apostolic ministry is wisdom. Wisdom. That's why you see the apostles at the early church in Acts chapter 6 when they wanted to derail them. Wisdom of God spoke and said we we give ourselves to the ministry of the word and prayer. It was the wisdom that teaches them what to do. How to do it by time. How to build the church. Otherwise the early church could have been derailed by that attack When they were asking them to choose men who can serve tables, the deacons, one of the things they said is principal they should look for is what? Wisdom. When Stephen came up, they said he was full of the Holy Ghost and he was full of wisdom. When you run ministry without wisdom, it makes you miserable. So if you don't see, and I'm not saying you should make yourself an apostle. I'm saying go for the apostolic spirit. Go for the apostolic spirit. I send to you wise men. They are the apostles. They will scourge them. Some of them they will kill because of their wisdom. See how Stephen spoke when he came under the spirit of of the apostolic which is the spirit of wisdom he expounded the entire book of the old testament to their era and the bible says before he finished speaking they were grinding their teeth they wanted to rise and destroy him because stephen did not need to be opening book the apostolic spirit was upon him it was the apostolic spirit that made him to be able to quench what Satan wanted to do 
and the bible says after that time the church grew the church multiplied because the apostolic spirit was at work a lot of ministries are packed up because the apostolic spirit which is the glorious spirit the spirit of glory is lacking our ministry must be built under the apostolic spirit that's what i want us to cry for today the release of the apostolic spirit upon us upon the church apostles they are wise men the apostolic spirit is a wisdom spirit apostles are sent to govern they are sent to build that's why when you check first corinthians chapter 3 and verse 10 first corinthians 3 10 apostle paul was talking about himself as a wise master builder he has built first corinthians chapter 3 verse 10 i hope you that scripture is very key he said according to the grace of god which is the apostolic spirit which is given unto me so it's a gift you can come under it which is given unto me as a wise master builder so you cannot be an apostle or be under the apostolic spirit and then you don't know how to govern how to build the church or your ministry through christ that's why in Luke 21 15 Jesus said Luke 21 15 I will give you a mouth and a wisdom he was talking about the apostles he was going to send he will give to them a mouth and a wisdom two major things that a, a, a minister will need a mouth and a wisdom that none of your adversaries shall be able to gain say they can't ridicule it nor resist no matter how our location is difficult the apostolic spirit will open us to glory that's the word of the Lord I am available. I'm desiring to come upon you as the wisdom of God. I've not sent you to go and build by your strength. I have sent you that you may build by my spirit. Your struggle does not come from me. It has come from your abandonment of my provision for you. I am doing something in your day. And as many that will look unto me for my wisdom, I will distinguish. I won't allow you to go through stress. I will be there at all times for you, says the Lord. Can we give him praise, everybody? Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise.
He has spoken to us. Give him praise. Thank you, Jesus. According to the grace that is given to me as a wise master builder. Apostle Paul said, I have laid the foundation and another builded thereon. But let every man take it out he builded thereupon. Don't build without the apostolic spirit. Don't build ministry without the apostolic spirit. You will commit error into a correct foundation that has been laid. Who is Jesus? The only way to build correctly on the foundation of Christ is by the spirit of wisdom. I want you to cry for it today. Luke chapter 11 verse 49. I already know you are coming under an atmosphere now. And that atmosphere is going to become very deep as his son comes forward to lead us in prayer. We are not living here today without this apostolic spirit. It has to come. Luke eleven forty nine. Many of us have been sent without that spirit, and that's why things are happening the way they ought not to happen. Luke eleven and verse forty nine. Look at what he said. <laughs> he said, "Therefore also said the wisdom of God." So wisdom of God has mouth to speak. You can't be operating in the wisdom of God and your ministry will not be speaking. My ministry will not be speaking. As I'm talking to you, I'm also under this spirit. I'm also a cry. I'm under a cry. I'm not a tutor. I'm not a coach. I'm a learner. I'm a student. I will cry like you are going to cry. Wisdom of God is the Holy Ghost. He speaks. When he came at the early church, the church was established. The church was strengthened. I told you Acts chapter 9 verse 31 yesterday. The church make progress. Therefore also said the wisdom of God, I will send them prophets. Who is going to send them? No. You need to get that scripture. Who is going to send them? No, it's not the, the spirit of God that is mentioned there. Who is going to send them? Go back to that scripture. It must become a revelation. Because you must be sent by what is written in that scripture. Luke eleven forty nine. Therefore also said the wisdom of God. Said the wisdom of God. So he said, I will send them prophets and apostles. So what is going to send them prophets and apostles? The wisdom of God. You know why I can you said this? I think you said the spirit of God. So I, I am looking for what is here, which is the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God will send you. And as we are returning to our locations today, the wisdom of God is sending us back. We are coming out of here with the wisdom of God. Very important. He said the wisdom of God will send them. We send them. And some of them they shall slay and persecute that is the suffering aspect of it what are the attributes of the apostolic spirit which is the wisdom of god very quickly number one excellence 
excellence your ministry it doesn't matter where it is located what you do everything about you tend to command excellence be mindful of excellence in your assignment be mindful of excellence pray for the excellent spirit is the apostolic spirit excellence number two getting things right getting things right is the apostolic spirit it gets things right you just didn't just do things he gets things right every time we don't get things right when something is done let's return back to the apostolic spirit number three truth is truth 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 there is no falsehood about the apostolic spirit that's why ananias and sapphira because they lied they went for it you don't lie against the apostolic spirit some people don't know this some have been lying against the, i've been praying lord have mercy on the body of christ at this time some people don't know there are people you don't lie against you lie against the apostolic spirit you are asking for spiritual death it's not good apostolic spirit is a truthful spirit is a spirit of truth number four discretion and counsel that's number four discretion and counsel number five strength strength every time you see the apostolic spirit there is a manifestation of unusual strength when the apostolic spirit comes upon your assignment unusual strength comes upon it they may think you are going to pack up you can't because you are not engaging the strength of man you are engaging the wisdom strength very important number what number seven or number eight riches 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 very important this is key riches riches and i'm not just talking about riches of the grace of christ i'm still talking about dimension of material provision i'm talking about it it will come riches apostles are never impoverished when the apostolic spirit is upon you that same spirit comes with the riches of god very important number seven blessing 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 is very key lastly this is the last scripture and i leave here isaiah chapter 9 isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 and 7 let me take it from verse 5 for every battle of the warrior is with confused noise so you don't see apostolic spirit in a place and that place in, is unnecessarily quiet every battle of the warrior is with confused noise and garment rolled in blood but this shall be with burning and fuel of fire verse 6 for unto us a child is born unto us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called wonderful counselor the mighty god the everlasting father the prince of peace manifestations of the apostolic spirit one is signs and wonders signs and wonders every time you see the apostolic spirit at work wonderful things must be available wonders become order of the day number two counsel 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 manifestation they are counselors 
they help other people to advance in supernatural wisdom they help nations to advance by supernatural wisdom some of us don't know dr maizimura was an apostle he came he was sitting with kings releasing wisdom of the ancient wisdom of the kingdom counselors the apostles apostles are counselors they operate in a wisdom that when things are wrong when you sit with them you know what to do in our apostolic churches there must be counselors counselors and you must come under that apostolic spirit people receive counsel their lives change number three is very very key is might the might of god the might of god the ability of god is at work under apostolic spirit when you are operating in that wisdom it is the ability of god that is at work that's at work these are the things you should cry for and then a long lasting ministry the everlasting father that's what it means a long lasting ministry is a ministry that is built to last not a ministry that comes up today die tomorrow when you operate under the apostolic spirit your ministry is everlasting is eternal it runs by the everlasting birth of the father very important and also peace rules above all storms peace rules above all storms that's the manifestation of the apostolic spirit there may be storms there may be challenges it may look as if the ministry will collapse but peace will rule above all storms also increase increase is another thing increase of authority is what you see in the apostolic spirit every time you operate by that wisdom of the spirit of god you see increase in authority and lastly establishment and justice establishment and justice that is what is going to happen i may add one to it just because um, I think I'm, I'm, I've run out of time. Order. Order. Manifestation of order is another manifestation of the apostolic spirit that we need to cry for. When you run the ministry God has given to you, spirit of order is at work. Everything is done orderly. So we need this apostolic spirit. It doesn't matter what we are called to. You need to cry to God. When all these things are at work, excuse me can i ask you as i live here how will people call that ministry glorious can we lift our two hands as we receive the ministry of apostle wisdom as we pray you are glorious so glorious in your way you are glorious lord you are glorious so glorious in your way you are glorious oh lord so glorious Yahweh, 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 Yahweh. 
Yahweh, 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 you are glorious, so glorious. He 